This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Last week, we talked about whether or not miniatures added value to uh, board games. Um, today, we're, today, we're going to be talking, following up on that topic a little bit more, and, and we're going to actually talk about our top five dungeon crawl board games. Uh, we've, they've got four, we've got four of us on this panel. There's a whole bunch of different tastes. There's a few of us that have uh, some similarities, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what our top five dungeon crawl board games are. Uh, so stick around. It's Chaotic Good Cast, episode 137. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Good Cast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shoot, and with me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. I much prefer the oft-maligned Dungeon Stroll. Okay. Artist, illustrator, the founder of Age of Night, the one and only Amanda Call. Hello. And, of course, our geek of the north, the one and only Jason Hunt. Uh, winter is actually leaving, uh, not so much coming anymore. Is it? Okay. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we begin, I just want to remind everyone that, uh, and thank everyone that is listening to the audio podcast, and remind you if you are listening to the audio podcast of this episode, feel free to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook. Uh, we do these episodes. We'd love to have you uh, join us uh, and, and be a part of the chat, just like Hungry Ewok, as always. Thank you, Hungry. Thanks for joining right. us. Cal, thank you so much for being with us. Walter, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, everyone that uh, is. Uh, part of this chat and if you've got a, a a dungeon crawl board game that you enjoy that is not on this list uh or maybe it is just let us know in the chat and uh, we'll uh we'll we'll, add, we'll we'll give you our thoughts on it if we've played it if not then we'll maybe we'll look it up and, and see uh see what we think of it all right we're gonna skip our usual segments and just get right to our featured topic of Dungeon Crawl board games, our top five selections. I'm going to tell you right now, this was a tough choice for me. Uh, Dungeon Crawl board games are kind of my... It's your jam. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this thing. Uh, I love this topic. Um, and then there's so many different kinds. There's so, so many different themes. Um, I went at this... I kind of, once Once we came up with this topic... I put a couple stipulations on on my top five. My top five dungeon crawls um, have to be. They they were more focused on some sort of progression. They have to have some sort of progression as you play each scenario, and it's got to have some sort of campaign. Like I feel like that's important for a dungeon crawl. I mean, I know not all dungeon crawl board games have a, a campaign or or some kind of pro progression and there's quite a few and, and actually there's a few on my on my honorable mentions that uh, don't have uh, any kind of uh, of campaign system uh, one of which is um hellboy hellboy the a board game i feel is is a really great dungeon crawl uh it's uh uh it's more puzzly than anything else so that that uh, barely missed it's probably would have been my number six pick um and then let's see here. 
Massive Darkness also did not make my list uh, from Simon. I feel like that is just, even though it does have progression, it, I feel like once you get, uh, once you get like later on in the, in the scenarios, it gets kind of you get kind of OP and the just it just becomes a lot of uh, dice checking. I haven't played the second edition of it, so I don't. Uh, uh, if maybe I'm missing out by by not playing uh, Massive Darkness, I think it's called Hellscape. I think is the is the second edition. Um, and then they didn't call it even darker or something. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, they did like an angel and devil kind of thing, I think with, with the second edition, uh, or the follow-up, uh, edition of it. And then the other game that did not make my list, my top five list for dungeon crawl board games, which I think is a really great game is mice and mystics from plat hat games. Uh, I feel like that is, uh, totally my jam. Uh, I feel like, I feel it's very repetitive. Like, there's not much more than other than just like chucking dice. It's in the, it's in the title. It just says yeah. mice and mystics. Yeah, that's, I it. Mean, that's all you get. I love I love the game. I love the the, the theme of the game. Um, I love the little cheese surge thing that that happens that keeps things uh, you know rolling. But yeah, I, I really uh, I, that one that one also was close to to making my top five, but didn't quite make it. Uh, so yeah that's uh those are some of my honorable mentions let me think what else uh, tmt Inven adventures while it's not really kind of a board uh, a, a dungeon crawl uh i do like the the different the dice mechanics of, of those from those board games from idw games so yeah it was tough it was tough i got five that uh, that i have uh, set aside that i think are probably my five favorite uh well it should crawls. be it's supposed to be your top five yeah yeah <laughs> i i, I it's in the title. Maybe maybe after a year we'll come back to this episode and maybe my top five will change. I don't know about you guys. Ben, How you were able to not. Come... <laughs> what, what... I, I... Oh, it definitely will. It more than likely will change, to be honest with you, but that's all right. Ben, you were able to come up with five? I, I was, but I refuse to contribute to this conversation until we see some granulated feature presentation. Um that is true. This whole thing is the feature presentation. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I can I, add it. I mean, I refuse. Give us the pixels. Get show me time. the pixels. And now, our feature presentation. Guys, uh, pick on good. me all the time uh, about, the, about the, the, the two thumbs up, uh, two thumbs way up. <laughs> good. Yeah, I um, came up with five. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool. Um, Jason, you came up with five? I did. Amanda, did you come up with five? No. Did you come Not up with three? There's a reason. No. But there is, there's a reason. We've got to sell there's Amanda on our, on our picks. We, a, we, yeah, so yes. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Unlike Douglas, who likes to play apparently all of the dungeon crawl games, like just literally all of them, uh, I've never been huge into the dungeon crawl tabletop game like the the board game I, it's not even my favorite type of rpg like rpg session i'm much more into a uh, more role play heavy type thing than like let's just crawl around the dungeon and see what we run into and can kill it's just not my favorite type of gaming i've had one one dungeon crawl type game that i truly love and have played many times and will still play many more times i've had a a handful. I'm not going to tell what it is. Okay. We'll wait until we get to number one. Okay. Uh, I've had several more that I've played like once, and I was like, 
that was fine, I guess, but meh. Wow. I, it's just not my favorite thing. So, so when everyone else presents their top five, I will let them know if I am convinced by their All pitch. Right. If that sounds okay. like a game that I'm interested in, okay. because I'm I'm the hard sell. A dungeon crawler is not my favorite type of game. So okay. let's see if I'm interested. Sure. Don't take sure. it personally if I'm not. <laughs> not <laughs> anything against you guys. Don't I, take it I personally, will, but your taste in games I, sucks. I will say that my, my one honorable mention was the first dungeon crawl game that I ever played, which was Hero Quest. And the it's not a great game. The, the one from 1989. Hero, uh, Hero Quest uh, almost made my honorable mention list. Yeah, and, and really, like, it's really just the memories I have associated right. with playing with it and watching the crappy VHS and the fact that, are you feeling brave tonight? How brave? Became a meme between <laughs> me and my friends for, like, a decade because of it, so. Nice. That's right. that's why it gets that. So should we start with our number five? Let, let, let me throw, I, I made special nu numerical graphics for this. Here we go. You all ready? We're going to start our, our top five countdown. Right now. Number five. All right. My number five pick is actually on somebody else's list uh, later on. It's higher up on somebody else's list. So I'm I'm going to forego. I will mention it when it comes up on somebody else's list because it's higher on somebody else's list. And that's fine. That's awesome. I'm glad that we have similar tastes. So I'm going to forego my number five uh, selection. Just know that it's going to appear on somebody else's list uh, later on. Uh, ben, I'll let you go with your number five. Sure. So my number five is actually Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. This is the D&D &D re-implementation of uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. And uh, it the reason why Betrayal at House on the Hill didn't make the list, uh, and this one did, is because of the dungeon criteria. Um, I took that kind of a little literally with my, with my top five. And uh, if anyone has not played the Betrayal games, basically the entire group will start uh, exploring a, uh, a location. Uh, in this case, you're exploring uh, Baldur's Gate and you're trying to figure out kind of what's going on. Weird things happen as you go into different rooms, new tiles get revealed. Uh, once a certain number of things have been achieved, then the quote unquote haunt happens. Uh, it's a little different with, the, with Baldur's Gate um they use different terminology but basically something triggers the actual storyline of the game session that you're a part of uh the betrayal kicks in uh one or more usually it's just one members of the party gets different instructions from the game and they are now working as a one against many uh trying to do their own victory condition while the rest of the party usually has less information on what's going on but also knows how they need to proceed and try to win the game as well. And it becomes a really nice tension between the two because as you're exploring in the early game, it's all co-op. You're changing, you're passing things around. You're like, okay, oh, you've got that. That's great. Let's try to buff you up a little bit. Then eventually something goes bad. And all of a sudden, did you make good decisions in the first part of the game? Or did you make bad decisions in the first part of the game? And watching that all resolve is part of the fun and the hilarity that can happen. Yeah, this is one I've looked at a few times because I've, I've played Betrayal uh, on the House of Hill. Uh, I like that game a lot, and, and I've always wondered how this retheming is. So may, maybe I need to pick up a copy of this and, and, and give it a shot because uh, 
yeah it's pretty much the same you could you could almost make them interchangeable there aren't a lot of rules changes to them okay uh it's mostly just the theming uh that's kind of why i haven't when you it up. yeah when you've got the fantasy uh D theme to it um it just hits a little bit uh, differently um, which is good because they are two kind of different feeling games because of its theming, even though the rules are so similar. Interesting, interesting. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll definitely have to give this one a, a better look at uh, when, uh, when I see it on the shelf again. And maybe, maybe next time I'm at Black Moon Games, our show's sponsor. Maybe he's got, a, maybe Tony's got a copy at his store, and maybe I'll, uh, I'll pick it up there. Shout uh, out if he's in the audience, Tony. Tony, you got a copy? <laughs> Tony. Tony. You pro- probably if you go to his website, you could find out. I probably could. Probably could. I bet it's in the discount section. Oh, oh. Ouch. no, no, no. <laughs> I hope not. I'm still he doesn't keep stuff around very far. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, definitely hope not then. <laughs> All right, Jason, you've got a number five. Uh, what uh, What is your number five? Mine is the OG old school dungeon. Um, just dungeon is just with an exclamation mark. Um, it's a very basic, um, dungeon crawl, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a dungeon crawl. Um, you play as any number of characters, uh, up to eight people, actually. Yeah. There's eight different characters you can play. There is an elf, a dwarf, a sorcerer, you know, that kind of thing. You move through the dungeon, you enter a room, you flip a card, you either get a treasure or you fight a monster. And sometimes the monster will have a treasure. The reason why I like this one is... The setup time is almost non-existent. It's really easy to get up and playing this game. Um, And I love the swinginess of the game. This is a game that was designed, you can tell, for pure entertainment's sake. It's almost begging you to roleplay while you play. Because there's lots of classes that if you want to meta it, will usually win the game every time. Because they have better advantages in almost every instance. Um, the wizard is the only one that has um, even more swing than normal because they have spells and none of the other classes use them. Um, but the randomness of the dice uh, can really change the whole outcome of the game almost instantly. Strategy plays a part in it um, because the whole point of the game is to get more treasure or you the, every character needs a certain amount of treasure to win. And then you have to get that treasure to the entrance of the dungeon and basically escape. Um, but you roll 2d6 for everything that's all all the results are there's no other complicated thing than that every card has a number you have to beat um uh you can find items throughout the dungeon that will give you boosts to your rolls just like almost any other dungeon crawl honestly that's pretty standard mechanic um but it's just it's a it's a it's almost like playing um like that favorite favorite board game that your family has from when you were a kid where no one took it seriously and everybody was just goofing around having their own good time it's almost it's a, it's a nostalgia pick, I guess, because I played it a lot as a kid. But it's also one of those games where you can play it and just like it doesn't mean anything. Like Doug was saying about campaigns, there's no you can't do it. Well, you could do a campaign in this, I guess, if everybody played the same character again. Um, you could kind of make your own up, but it's just good, solid dungeon crawl fun with almost no effort required of you. So that's why it's my number five. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel like some of my picks uh, are definitely, uh, I don't know, they're probably, they're more um, personal because of my, my personal experiences with, with them, and especially with the next pick that, that I'm going to have for number four. 
Um, so some, sometimes that does kind of cloud our uh, our judgment on on uh, where we where we place games. So uh, yeah, dungeon dungeon and and hero hero quest I think is are two games that probably probably are like the old school. You know those when you think of dungeon crawls, those mm-hmm. those are the two that come come to mind. The, the board is actually the re-release yeah. of the board is very nice. Nice. Yeah, dungeon actually was going to be one of my honorable mentions. It nice. is it is right up there and is for a lot of people their first kind of dungeon crawl board game that they usually yeah it's it's like I said it's the setup is really easy the mechanics are almost non-existent you roll two d six you compare your number you either win or you lose that's that's your mechanics right there so like if you want to get kids playing a dungeon crawl game this is a great entry level sure thing okay. if you don't mind them battling trolls and purple worms and that sort of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, so I uh, I am interested in Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. I like I like the sounds of that, and I am interested in playing Dungeon with Jason or other friends. Oh, but it's like, definitely a friend game, yeah. Yeah, with people I want to just hang out with. I, I I'm not gonna play that at a con with some strangers. I'm gonna play that with some friends. Sure. That, Dungeon would be the I game you play before you play something else. Yeah, that I could do. Okay. That sounds sounds. You know, like bad. if you're gonna if you're gonna play D and D, play a half an hour of Dungeon beforehand just to get the whole you know role playing thing pumping and everybody beating on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, let's uh, get to number four. Four. My number four. Uh, that is silky smooth voiceover. I know. I hey, you know. It's... <laughs> That's what I got going on, I guess. Um, so my number four is a game by uh, was at the, the time Cool Mini or not. It's now Simon or Come On or whatever they want to call themselves. I can't remember, but uh, it's a game that uh, I've played with my daughter uh, quite a few times uh, or with my kid, and uh, it has a really it has a special place in my heart for it. And that is Arcadia Quest. Uh, Arcadia Quest is uh, it's a PvP dungeon crawl. Uh, but it's got a great campaign system that, that has multiple branches, so you can play the campaign a few to- different times, and you're always going to have the same uh, boss at the end. But to get there, um, sometimes it changes changes path depending on de- changes paths depending on on your choices. Um, so I like that. I like that for the replayability. I love it. It has like little cute little chibi miniatures that you battle, and you just it's a dice chucker, and and it's super super. You know, it's not super hard. It's super. I, I want to say it's kind of light, but it's got exploding dice. So when you roll and you get the little burst symbol, you get to roll more dice. And you keep if you roll those dice and you get more burst symbols, you keep rolling more dice. Uh, so I like that. That it has some really great moments when that happens, uh, especially when when you you're you have like a weapon or, or an ability that that doesn't give you a whole lot of dice, and all of a sudden you just go on that hot streak and, and you make some really cool things happen. Um, I love Arcadia Quest for what it is. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, all the different expansions, like the pets and uh, Arcadia Quest Inferno is is okay. Uh, but I really like the the base the base game of of Arcadia Quest itself. Um, it does take a little bit of time to set up. You've got uh, you, you know you got your boards, your tiles, and in these rooms and the doors and tokens you have to put all out, and that usually takes you know probably 15 20 minutes. Um, and then, of course, put everything away also takes some time. So it's definitely a game that, uh, you know, we'll play a scenario. We'll log down what what we did. 
who got what for for loot in that scenario and it's got this great great mechanic where uh if you like earn so many gold coins you can buy better equipment later on in the game and it, it has a really great progression system and the campaign works really really well um yeah I, arcadia quest is just fun i love the fact that it's pvp uh and pve so basically you're you're also playing against not only the the bad guys on the board you're also playing against and trying to like make different things happen against uh, a fellow uh a fellow player so you're, you're usually in charge of like three different adventurers and the, the the other player is also in charge of three other players one of the the goals is to kind of knock out one of the other players uh and and you have so many life points every adventurer has so many life points and one of the one of the one of the uh one of the goals is always to knock out one of your opponent opponent's characters so it has this great pvp pve element to it which i i think there's not a whole lot of games that have that and uh, i really like it i think it's fun the minis are great uh the production quality is is really solid it's one of my favorite uh, titles from from come on or simon or whatever uh, it's Arcadia Quest. That's my number four pick uh, for uh, our top ten dungeon crawls. You really need to talk to somebody about which way to pronounce that, because every time you mention it, you do that. What's that? <laughs> you go through the hole. Is it Simon? Come on, Simon. I don't know. They've changed the name like five times, so I don't know what it's called. And, and I hate to just like, you know, I somebody let me know. I think it's called Come On now. I, I don't know. It's, come, it's, on. come on, come on, come on. It's they're still cool mini or not in my head. Yeah, like, honestly, I know they're not. When you, when you say Simon, I think <laughs> cool mini or not. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and then um, I think I'm not buying it. <laughs> how does the how does the AI system work with this, Doug? The AI system it usually has like uh, different. Uh, they have like cards that, that tell you how the the, the characters are going to interact. Mm -hmm. So I I like it. I think it's pretty it's pretty easy. Um, once once you figured it all out. Um, yeah, because all the cards actually have like different stats for the bad guys once you encounter them, and they'll target. You know, usually they'll target whoever whoever um, like moves next to them or comes into line of sight. And it's got like this really great uh, reaction system. I I think it's it's it for the AI. I mean, AI is hard to do in a lot mm -hmm. of like dungeon crawl board games, and for I think sure. this one is one of the better ones that does it. I like that. I, I like I said, I like the production quality. I like the, the theme of it. I like the the fact that you can play like the campaign a, a couple three times and have it be different a different path to the end. Um, I don't like the fact that it's the, the end. I mean, it's, I guess you have to have some sort of end at the same, you know. So it's you got to have the same uh, ending it, you know, no matter what. But I I think there's replayability there. I, I forget how much it runs now. I think it's like almost a hundred bucks. But I think for what you get in the box, it's pretty decent and it's a lot of fun. And if you've got young kids, I wouldn't say like super young, but if you got like, you know, preteens, they could probably pick it up pretty easily depending on, on the, uh, you know, on, on the child. So, um, yeah, it's one of those, th one of those games that I really, really, really enjoy. And I played it with my kid and uh, it's going to be one of those games that I'll always remember playing with them for many, many years. And I think we've been like it. It was one of the, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's a fun game. I think we've, we played a, one of the first few videos that we did for this channel was, was a, a playthrough of Arde Arcadia Quest. So, um, so yeah. So I think you can even go back in the archives and see. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I watched them all. I don't, but it, it was a few years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's 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 always going to be one of my favorites, and uh, I, I like I said, I've got they, they've they've got Arcadia Quest Inferno, Arcadia Quest uh, the base game. I, I like the base game the best to be honest with you because I think once you add a whole bunch of other elements to it, it kind of gets too complicated. But that's just what I think. But maybe some people disagree. Anyway, all right, that's my number four. Ben, what's your number four? So with my number four, I'm going to leave the minis behind. Now, this might actually be a controversial pick, uh, but I am going with Clank, a deck-building adventure. Uh, this was released um, a few years ago by Renegade Games, and in it, uh, every person is a their own adventurer. They are running into the dungeon underneath this castle, trying to collect as much loot as they can, while doing it as quickly and as quietly as they can to avoid waking the dragon beneath the castle. And then when they feel like they've done absolutely all they can safely do, they have to leave the dungeon and get out with all the loot they grabbed. This is not a cooperative dungeon crawl. It's every uh, every looter for themselves. It uses a deck building mechanic and a, uh, a bag. And every time one of your cards tells you to make a clank you have to take one of your colored cubes add it to the bag and then every time the dragon kind of stirs you'll pull a couple of cubes out of the bag if your color cube comes out you take a damage you take a i believe it's 12 uh if you take 12 total damage you are dead and you are out you also um it's kind of push your luck because once the first person decides they need to leave everyone else kind of has to start leaving as well uh, because if you do not get out by the end of the game, uh, you do not get any points. Uh, so you need to be on top of it and hope that you have gone far enough and delved deep enough uh, that you will be able to get the goodies, but not so far that you get left behind. I've played Clank uh, a few times. I, I really enjoy this game. Um, it's very, like you said, it's very pusher luck. And has anybody else played Clank? Jason, have you played Clank? I had a demo of it once. Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. I, the press your luck mechanic is always a fun time. It's fun. The what, The last time I played I've played it a couple times, but the last time I played it, I think I played it at uh, Green Mountain Gamers. Uh, what, what do they call that? Uh, spring the Mega Meltdown? Meltdown? Mega Meltdown with, with someone. That was a few years ago. Um, and the we, they were pulling the, the cubes out of the bag, and, like, one player, like, literally like i think they never got their, their 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 cubes pulled until like the like everybody else's cubes were being pulled except for this one player and like it was like you gotta be kidding me like there was no way and like it became like this running joke they're like okay well pull it. it's not gonna be so and so and sure enough it wasn't like 99 percent of the time but uh yeah clank is clank is clever uh it's it's got some really cool mechanics and uh yeah yeah it's uh it's a good good selection. I uh, yeah, I, I I always forget that that one. I haven't I haven't played Clank Legacy yet. It's yeah that that's that's one I want to get to table at some point too. It's a, a game of Clank Legacy, um, and actually you know because with my first uh, my my number five and my number four these are single play sessions. Like there's no leveling up. There's no campaign or anything involved. You play, you're done. You put it away. You pull it out fresh slate. Uh, Obviously, with the legacy version, 
you're going to be playing several games, leveling up your character, leveling up your deck as you go through several games, uh, exploring the narrative of that. So, uh, but I have not played that, so I couldn't actually put that in as mm -hmm. as my pick. But uh, I, feel, I feel Clank is is like more of a typical type of board game, though. Like, when mean, you think of dungeon crawl, dungeon yeah, like, crawl. yeah, no, it is, it is, it you're, is. But... You're you're going through a dungeon looking for loot. Oh, absolutely. I'm not. Right? I'm not disagreeing right. that it's not. Uh, not, not a dragon a dungeon crawl. Absolutely. I'm just saying, <laughs> when you think not, of dungeon not crawls, not everything I'd... has to be like 800 pieces and. Oh, it does. It does. Uh, uh, no, I'm just I, saying. I, that, like, I have it's, one, it's one of those coming that... up, so don't worry. I'm hitting that side of the coin too. It's definitely one of those games that is a dungeon crawl that you don't typically think of when you think of dungeon crawls like it's mm -hmm. it's uh because of the fact that it's uh you know not in the same form as as a lot of dungeon crawls i love the game i think it's great i think it's fun i would love to play it with any any of us uh, on this cast uh, at, at some convention i think it would be a uh, super super fun because uh, i had a great time playing with playing the last time uh, i have not played clank in space supposedly clank in space is really good too yeah, I've I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. Uh, the biggest thing that Clank in Space, Clank in Space changes is it has a modular board, so you can actually right. change the layout from game to game. That's cool. Space yeah, that's Dragon. Space Dragon, nice. All right, know. Jason, <laughs> you're up. Number four for you, my friend. Uh, my number four is actually tended to be a solo game, but you can play it with more, more than one person if you buy multiple copies of it. And that is One Deck Dungeon from Asmati Games. Um, it's basically, it's not really a deck builder, but it is a, it's basically a deck game. It's a very small game. Is um, I think, geez, how many cards are there in the basic set? Not, I mean, it's an extremely small box. It's only like an inch thick. Um, but you basically are playing a roguelike, um, which is a huge thing for me. I love roguelike games where you basically have one life to live kind of thing. Um, you adventure through a dungeon, you turn over cards, you fight monsters as you defeat them. You, add, you can either, uh, gain items or sometimes you gain attributes from the monsters themselves that you add to your card. And the idea is to escape the dungeon as with most dungeon crawls. This one has a total playtime of like under an hour. I want to say, um, from setup to, uh, when you're done. So it's a very quick game. It's a great game. If you're traveling and you just want to have some fun little romp in a dungeon kind of thing. Um, there is a level up mechanic that you can employ, uh, as you go on, you can actually continue the adventure, um, go back in again, kind of thing to get more. Um, there's several versions of one deck dungeon now. Um, I only have the first two that release, I think I'm not sure if they're sequential or not. Um, but it is a great, super fun game. Really it's slightly more elevated mechanics than dungeon. Um, you have things to collect, there's little cubes that you get in the game that represent things on your track. Uh, and it's a bit more maintenance, but it's a game that you could easily play. Like if you're on a plane, fold down your tray table, you've got more than enough room to play one deck dungeon. So like if you're port, if you need to be portable, that's the game for you. Yeah. This is, this is what I love to call a typical like lunch hour game. Like you can put yeah. it in your, in your, like in, in your uh, lunch box and, and, bring it to work and, and and then just play it on your hour and it's solo it's it's got di you're rolling dice yep. basically the the results of the dice determine where, where you you know what you actually if you want to add if you want to add a player you have to buy another another copy of the game and then you mix and match cards if you want to add a player um i i'll be honest with you i don't think i have a physical version of this this game i've only played this oh you're on steam i've only played this on steam and i'll tell you what 
It's a great, still a great game. It's a great game. Like if you want to just sit and play a game, like we talk a lot about like games that, that are like have digital implementations and that are, that are done really, really well. One deck dungeon is definitely one of those. Uh, It's a great, uh, great steam game. A lot of fun. And uh, I super, super easy to learn. And I think that that's the digital, the digital implementation is probably the best way to learn that game. And uh, if you like just rolling dice and, and, you know, assigning, know where you want to put uh, put things because basically you have to roll so you get so many different colored dice depending on your class and then you know depending on the uh, the monsters that pop up in the dungeon it's there are six characters to pick from in the basic yeah. game i think is it six or four i think it's i think it's six i can't remember i can't remember off yeah. the top of my head but yeah it's it's a great game uh from asmati games and i think there's a space version of that game too now that i'm thinking about yes it. there is yep and I, I haven't played that at all. So it's uh, like the corridors of a spaceship are similar to the walls of a dungeon. Right? <laughs> what? It's easy to port them. Always a wolf says I have the iOS version of One Deck Dungeon. I okay. should probably download that on my phone because that was one. That is one of those games that I would play on on like a plane ride or something, or like I said, on a lunch break or something. Oh yeah, it's so it's less than an hour total time. Start up, yeah. tear down. And there's a ton of different bosses that you can play. So, like when you when you transcend when, or when you transcend when you d- delve into the dungeon, like you could you could actually end up fighting uh, quite a few different options. Options. So. And don't expect to win. Every no, time. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's a tough game. It's it's definitely yeah. very tough. Just that's one. That's what that's why I like the short playtime actually, because even if something goes sideways and you get whacked thirty minutes in, still got thirty minutes left. If you're on an hour lunch break, try again. Absolutely. All right, Amanda, did we sell you on any of those? Um, I I am not sold on Arcadia Quest. I'm sorry. It sounds like a lot of the things I don't like about Dungeon Crawls in that it's a very it's a very nice dungeon crawly game, but that's a lot of what I don't like. Sorry. Uh, I am interested in playing Clank. Clank that sounds fun. fun. That is fun. I, I, I like the fun. whole uh, incorporation of the the quiet mechanic thing. Like all of that sounds neat. Uh I think that One Deck Dungeon sounds neat, but I would never ever play it because I I tend not to play single player games other than like journaling RPGs. Just because if I have time to do something like play a single player game, I'm probably just gonna read a book. One Deck Dungeon is like a One Deck Dungeon is like a journaling RPG. It is not. <laughs> you could journal exactly about your character's adventure. RPGs is like writing is like writing practice though. <laughs> Whereas, so it's like, oh, okay, right, this is like kind of productive. <laughs> but like, no, I'm I'm never gonna play a single player game. I'm just not. Like, you don't play. You cool, don't play games on your on your phone at all. No. Wow. What do you do when you're what do you do when you're bored? Let's don't even tell me you, you I'm gonna say when does she ever have spare time, dude? Right? Right? <laughs> of all of us, I'm pretty sure Amanda is the busiest of what us. You, no, I won't answer that. I won't ask that question. But anyway, let's get no. to our number three. Number three. Number three for me is kind of I've got a number three A and a number three B. Because whoa, they're whoa, whoa, kind whoa, of the whoa. same, but not quite. I mean, they're they're pretty this? much the same. I know it's my show. I can make my own rules. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Dungeon Saga slash uh, Star Saga from Manta Games. Now, 
Dungeon Saga is is definitely a dungeon crawler if you love the sci-fi or if you love fantasy and that kind of thing. You know, there's four different heroes, and usually you can play it solo. You can play it with with uh, with, with other players, um, and then there is a you can play it as uh, one versus you know a party of of uh, players, or you can play it you know co-op so that that way you know the the AI it has an AI uh, opponent. Um, usually have to buy some sort of, I think there's a compendium that you have to buy in order to, to learn the rules on, on how to make the, uh, the, the AI work. Uh, Star Saga, same, same kind of thing, only it's already built in. Star Saga is a sci-fi version of it, which is, uh, I think is the better implementation of, of Dungeon Saga. Uh, but, uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, it is... I think probably one of the most underrated uh, sci-fi dungeon crawl games um, that that's out there. Uh, it comes with all sorts of terrain. I love the dice mechanic where you know you've got this you've got this big success, medium success, and small success on the on three of the the, the dice symbols. Or I can't remember how many how it all works out. But basically, if you roll. Uh, you have you also for your for your defense you also have big medium and small and and basically you just compare the results and a big success will will knock off like any of the three you know hits um if if you roll the big shield if you roll a medium shield it blocks either a medium or small success uh and then small is just gonna gonna knock out a small uh so i think that that's kind of a clever, clever mechanic um minis are are pretty decent uh there's not I mean, they're, they're like board game minis, so they're they're not totally top of the line, but they're 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 decent. Uh, it comes with, like I said, it comes with uh, terrain. Um, the campaign system's really really solid. Uh, the one downside is with uh, Dungeon Saga, I feel you have to kind of house rule some of it because some of some of the rules you can kind of get like stuck in like a corner and and just get bombarded with uh, kind of get closed off by by enemies, and then it's just pretty much downhill from there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think Dungeon Saga and Star Saga are Beth, def, definitely, uh, definitely some underrated, uh, dungeon crawlers that, uh, that, that are on the market. Of course, they're put out by Mantic. Uh, I think you can get Star Saga, like, super cheap now. I think you, you should be able to find it, I think, probably under 60 bucks, which is crazy with the amount of content that's in it. Um, and then Dungeon Saga is still, I think they've, they've done quite a few different printings of that. And if you love like the fantasy, uh, version, the, the thing with, with uh, Dungeon Saga is that it's got like kind of that old, the older rules. So that it uses six sided dice. And so you kind of have to, it uses that same success system, but it's applied to numeric dice instead of, uh, the symbol, the, the dice that are, that are, uh, made specifically for Star Saga. So, um, yeah, it does take a little bit of uh, getting around how to, how that all works if you just pick up Dungeon Saga. Uh, there's been all sorts of expansions for for both games. I, I think that uh, you know playing either either of them is pretty soluble. Uh, the, the other thing that that's really cool about Dungeon Saga is that if you buy the compendium where you learn how how to do the uh, the AI, is it actually gives you rules on how to make your own character, like your own enemies. So if you want to build and, and say you've got orc minis or something that you want to build out or i don't know some sort of fantasy mini and and you want to implement it into Did you say pork i said orc mini. <sighs> oh sorry <laughs> all right anyway 
Dungeon Saga, Star Saga, Fromantic Games. Really enjoy those games. Uh, actually, oh, I thought I had it right here, but I guess I don't. But yeah, I've got multiple copies of of uh, Star Saga just because I think it's a it's a great value just because of the minis and, and the content and, and everything in it, and uh, the rules are, are are super fun. But yeah, that's kind of my jam, space and sci-fi anyway. Plus du- plus dungeon sagas. I mean, plus uh, plus uh, a dungeon crawl. Yeah, you're gonna get my uh, interest no matter pretty much no matter what. All right, then, what's your number three? So my number three is actually the game that knocked uh, Mice and Mystics off of my list. Really? Um, yes. This is another game that was re- uh, released by Plat Hat Games. This is Stuffed Fables. Uh, it uh, In it, you are uh, the toys of uh, a young girl who has just recently been promoted to the big girl bed. But you've been left behind in the crib and you need to undertake the journey the adventure out of the crib underneath the bed across the floor and make your way safely to the big girl bed where you can continue to protect your your little your little girl that you've uh loved so long and it is just an adorable very whimsical game uh it uses uh what they call the adventure book system in that the the board that you're playing on is actually a spiral bound book where the rules reference the story and the the game board are all on the pages of these books and as you play through a scenario it'll have all the rules you need to reference for that scenario on one of the pages the other one is the board you uh you'll move around on it and then at the end of the adventure depending on how you did it'll tell you what page to turn to next in the book to play the next scenario and continue through as you go through, uh, there are branches, there's different ways to kind of make your way through the adventure. So there's a lot of replayability in that. Uh, and, uh, they did produce a expansion that allows you to, uh, continue the story past what's in here. Uh, but yeah, it's stuffed fables is it's really good. It's a great family game, but there's also enough game there as well that adults and uh, more experienced gamers would actually get a lot out of this as well so this is uh this is my number three wow that's really high um i i thought about stuff fables but i i kind of like the theme of of mice and mystics a little bit more and um it'll be interesting to see if they ever do an update of mice and mystics if your if hit they... points are your stuffing doug you lose yeah. your stuffing when you take a hit <laughs> and you can I, I, find I totally more agree. stuffing underneath it's the cute. bed to heal yourself <laughs> It's super it's adorable. Cute. It's just, cute. Let me I, just stick it back in there. It's fine. Yeah, that's exactly what what you do. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying that it's not a cute game. I love this. I love the game. It's and it's it's super fun. Uh, and if we were doing a top ten list, it probably would would make my top ten list. Um, I I just for a dungeon crawler, I feel like Mice and Mystics kind of uh, feels truer to the dungeon crawl kind of theme. But that's just me. I'm not saying that it's not a great selection. It's a have great you, selection. Have you looked underneath people's beds? Those are dark. Those are scary. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now, this is... Know. They've done a couple of these storybook games, right? Isn't there a new one that's... that's there's, a, like, there's another one that came out shortly after this one. Um, I called believe Aftermath it or something? Called like Aftermath, that? yep. Um, and there's supposed to be another one, I think, that was supposed to actually be released uh, the second half of 2021, but I think it got pushed out. 
um, with the whole plaid hat. Uh, stuck on a boat somewhere. Stuck on a boat, plaid hat, ended up leaving um, yeah. the Asmodee conglomerate. They're now their own independently owned company again. Um, so I think that kind of shook up and delayed a few of their releases. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems like it's a system that they're using judiciously. And when it when it should be used, they're using it. They're not just slapping it on everything. So yeah, I, I, I'm, in, I'm curious to see. I, I should pick up a copy of Aftermath because I'm hearing good things about that. And uh, yeah, and I think it does. It, it actually has mice in it again. It does. It it yeah. would be like the post-apocalyptic of mice and mystics. I mean, <laughs> speaking all, Doug's all, language, right there. Every, everything I, you're I, saying I is, am, is, but... is music to my ears right you're now. You're selling it to Doug right now. <laughs> so. All right, Jason. What is your number three? My number three is a dungeon building dungeon crawl uh, called Karak. Uh, it's basically tile laying you at the beginning of every turn, uh, both your players get uh, a stack of tiles. Um, it's not very specific. Like it, it can be close to even or not, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, you flip a tile over and you place it. However, it will fit on the tile that's already beginning in the game. Um, and you produce a dungeon, you move through it. If you encounter a room, you uh, flip over uh, another card to determine what monster you fight. Um, if you beat it, there's a chance that it has loot. If you don't beat it, it doesn't have any loot uh, or pushes you back. You have hit points. Uh, it's a little bit more in depth than dungeon in that you can take a hit and be pushed back out of a room uh, and decide not to go back that way. You can try going another path. If you don't want to push your luck trying to beat that monster again, um, the objective of the game is to find the dragon and slay the dragon, which can happen. Um, it's mixed in with the tiles. So it can happen very early on or very like well anywhere actually at any point i mean you can flip over the first tile it could be the it could be the dragon um and then it becomes a game of race around and try to get the gear to defeat the dragon uh whoever defeats the dragon wins the game so there's traps that you can lay for other players there's tra things that you can leave behind you can only carry so much loot so it's a bit of a decision making mechanic um certain loot can have certain effects on things there's teleportation squares that allow you to jump around the map. Um, there's merchants and stuff like that that pop up. So it's um, the fun of this game comes a lot from the actual building of the dungeon. It's, it's entertaining to just, you know, throw down a room. And especially if both your heroes split off and they don't go the same way, you, you can fight each other as well if you want to, to try and take loot from each other. Um, but it's kind of fun to watch two people going in separate directions, try, laying down tiles and trying to screw with each other by laying tiles. There's, there are like, it's, it's difficult, but it's possible to lay down a tile to block another person to force them to go in another direction or to force them to go back through a room they've already encountered. So there's a bit of a strategy mechanic. It's um, I guess a little bit more complex, complex than dungeon based on that. I mean, dungeon really doesn't matter where you go or what you do is always going to be, you know, flip a card, fight the monster. Um, but yeah, the, the actual building of this dungeon is about, I want to say 50% of the game. It's just entertaining to flip over the cards and make a neat dungeon. I've actually taken pictures of a couple of the dungeons that I've made and used them as actual game maps. <laughs> I expand the rooms a tiny bit, but <laughs> this was one of the games that I hadn't, I, I had to look up. I, I don't think I've ever played crack. It's a weird game. It's an unusual name, honestly. I would not have picked that as the name for this dungeon. 
It's well, not it's it's literally just the, it's the name of the dungeon you're going into is Karak. I don't know why they picked that name because dungeon was already. Oh named. yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess. <laughs> mm, good point. I think is I just like tried to Google it to to look at it because I wasn't familiar with this game at all, and I got a yeah. bunch of chai tea recipes. Yep. So. Yeah, it's not the first result that you're gonna find. You have to type wow. in Karak the board game. There we go. Yep, <laughs> we, we found it. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. The tiles are really nice. They're really great quality, and the dungeon that you make, like I said, is is super entertaining. So, what you're telling people is they should do crack. Yes, you should do crack, kids. <laughs> Terrible. Wow. I know. I hey, I I was wait. There's many more crack jokes that I could have made, and I totally <laughs> no, I am no no. There's many more Karak jokes you could have made. Many more Karak jokes. I am a card-carrying member of D.A.R.E., the Doug Abuse Resistance Education. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. Yikes. Uh, We're getting uh, booed. We're getting booed. I know, I know. <laughs> Barney's not here, so I had to make some sort of... Yeah, yeah we needed it. that at well, least somebody's, once, right? Somebody's yeah. got to do it. I mean, it had, uh, to, be, it had to be done. Okay, so for this round, what what saga and star saga? I only pulled up D- dungeon one of saga and dungeon star saga. saga. Okay, yeah. I thought it was that simple, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Dungeon yeah. saga, star saga. I, I'm just not. It just yeah, no, do it for I, me. I didn't think that's for you. Uh, I think stuff- you would love to play stuff fables with your kids. Well, stuffed fables. So, like, I find the I find the whole uh, storybook mechanic thing i find that very interesting and i would love to see how that is implemented but i have no particular interest in this game i this particular brand of cutesy does not do it for me i'm just it's just but like they have mechanic they have fine no no oh yeah bringing the dolls that helps no i don't (laughs) they they bring in like mechanical spider dolls with like doll heads on them nope 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 oh man Nope. Nope. It's wow. terrifying under the bed, I told you. Yeah, clearly. Uh, Carrick, however, does look very interesting. I actually like this a lot. I like that it's simple. I like that I, I pulled it up and I'm looking at the artwork and I like the artwork. I like the design of the little character tiles where you keep your character in your inventory. I like that they have little recessed yeah, little recessed sections for you to keep your stuff, so it's not just yep. sliding all over the place. Um, and a stiff this... breeze will not screw this game up. <laughs> right, I like that. I I like the fact that you still have things going on, but it's not like hundreds of tiny pieces of, of no things all yeah. over the place. Like it, it, it you seems... don't need a vacuum cleaner to clean up. Yeah, it seems way more manageable. I like also the fact that you can do the um the messing people up like like you're playing Suro <laughs> with, <Yep. laughs> with the different tiles. I love that. Uh, so yes, I would love to play Carrick. That's That looks great. The only issue that we ever had playing it was um, depending on how you lay your tiles down, your table orientation matters. So like, There's oh, been a couple of times when yeah. we've been like, well, we can't go any further this way because the tile will fall off the table. <laughs> 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 We've run out of table. Yeah, so you want to you want a reasonably sized floor, or well, like, like if you start with the center tile in the middle of a dining room table. Uh, my wife and I have a little um, IKEA game, t- like uh, you know those like eight or what do they call them six by three tables. We have one of those a card table. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice and long, but it's not very wide. So with two of us with our cards on either side of it, trying to play the game, we had to make a fairly narrow dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> but even that's kind of cool too. If, if your table orientation changes the outlay of it too. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go to number two. My number two. <laughs> my number two is somebody's All number right. one. So I'm going to hold off on, on, a, on revealing my number on my number two uh, for, for this, jokes. Uh, this round. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll wait until uh, until the uh, the selection gets brought up. So I'm going to immediately pass it over to Ben. Uh, ben, uh, what is your number two for uh, your dungeon crawl board game? So my number two is probably elevated due to personal experience. But it is Star Wars Imperial Assault, which uh, was my number five, and that's why I kept right. myself on the screen. So yeah, Imperial Assault. Uh, yeah, I own everything they produced for this game. I have it all. I've run a couple of campaigns through it. Um, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so obviously what? this appeals to me. <laughs> I I know, right? Strange. Uh, it it it's very much your your typical kind of dungeon crawl, but set in the Star Wars universe. You got a bunch of different tiles. Each of the player characters will pick uh, one of the the heroes that you can play. These are new heroes that were created for the game. They aren't uh, your existing characters from the movies or the comics or anything. And uh, as you go through, you'll level up different abilities. You'll get better weapons, different uh, skills, and everything that you can play on it. Um, a lot of people really took to Imperial Assault when the app came out to support it. Uh, Doug, in particular, I actually very much enjoyed running it as uh, as the solo Imperial player against the the four Rebel players that I had. So my only concern with with that, and let me just interject for a second, is that I feel like the 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 uh, the Empire, the Imperial players, uh, can steamroll the, the Rebel players pretty easily. So early, yes. Late game, no. Like late game, you have to be very okay with being outright flattened by the Rebel players as the Imperial player. Uh, when it came to the end of the campaign, I felt like I couldn't do anything but delay them maybe a turn. Really? And it ended up being where I. There was one of the missions that we played where Darth Vader shows up and they literally killed him in like two rounds because they were so powerful. And of course, you know, you you know, it's it's worded so that, you know, he flees and and escapes and and lives another day. They defeated him. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I was just like, wow. And that was when that kind of clicked in my brain that I'm like, okay, this is no longer about me trying to oppose them. It's about me just trying to give them as good of an experience as possible. And if you are okay with that as an Imperial player, this can be a very rewarding game for you. Um, But if you, whoever's running it, can't get into that mindset, definitely use the app where it becomes a fully cooperative game. Yeah, the app's really, really well done. And and I feel like, um, you know, I'll probably talk about this a little little bit later on anyway, but... um, yeah, I, I really like this whole Star Wars thing. I love the fact that you don't play as like the main characters and you just kind of encounter them. And, and I, I, I love that uh, that aspect of it just because, you know, I, I feel like the characters are so well known at this point that 
you know, you don't want to play as them. Just like it's if you better. Were, you were really, yeah. yeah. Not to um, mention you're going to have, if you're playing with younger people who are huge, like mega fans of the, of the franchise, you're going to have, why can't I be Han Solo? Right. I want to, you're going to have people annoyed that they can't be the character they want to be. I, I literally had a, 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 an experience like that this weekend with a couple of small children and we were going to watch Star Wars and there was only one Jedi costume. Oh, no. That, that was a problem. <laughs> sure. Um, Yeah, I the one downside to this game is that if you want everything for it, it's going to set you back a lot. It is yeah. very pricey now. Um, uh, they did discontinue this, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this game is... Uh, is out of print and it is extremely unlikely to see a reprint. So if you are interested in it, start hunting those bargain bins and hope you get lucky. So, so the, it, they are not making any more copies of this at all. This, this, as I understand it, they haven't said that, but things have been out of stock for years at this point. Right. So that leads me to believe they are not intending to reprint. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great game. I love it. It's fun. Like I said, it's my number five, um, just because of the theme and and, and everything. So, all right, uh, but it is Ben's number two. Jason, what's your number two? My number two is Munchkin. Um, pretty much everybody knows about Munchkin. It's Steve Jackson hey, games. This is where we Munch. mute Jason. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. Go ahead, the, re- the reason why I put Munchkin at my number two is because it's satire. Um, it takes every trope from Dungeons and Dragons and ramps it up to 11 and makes ridiculous fun of it. That being said, it's not an appropriate game for kids. Um, not in my opinion, anyway. I don't know. It's, your mileage may vary depending on how mature you think your kids are. Um, mechanically, it's an interesting game. You start at level one. The objective of the game is make it to level 10. You make it to level 10, you win the game. Um, as you move around through the dungeon, uh, you kick down a door, you flip over a card. If it's a monster, you have to fight the monster. The interesting mechanic of this becomes at lower levels, you can choose to assist your fellow, uh, adventurers with a fight. If you, if they aren't sure they can win, you can offer assistance. And by the same token, you can also assist the monster. So... It's a very balance required game. Like you have to manage your own gear, your own character versus everyone else's character. So if someone's getting too powerful, you want to start helping out the monsters Uh, or what you can do um, because trading and whatnot is freely available in the game. You can barter with other players. So like, Hey, you got to kill this troll. It's not exactly guaranteed. I can give you this and it will help you kill that troll. But I want one of the treasures in the room or I want one of your items in return or uh, things like that. So it, it encourages competition, but it does it in a foolish, silly way. So you like, I've never had any really hard feelings playing a game of Munchkin before. Um, I've had people get knocked out early on who were just like, ah, whatever. I'm going to wander off and do something else, but you can get, into a situation very quickly where it's um, everybody against one person kind of dogpiling. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a game where that didn't happen. 
Because that's because you're you, Doug. <laughs> I mean, but that yeah, that's technically, and usually that person is me because that that's usually how board games go when, when people yeah. play against me. The, the thing with this game is, if you know one person is very experienced at playing Munchkin, you want to band up and try to stop that person from winning the game. That's because they're good at it. That's that's the whole point of being able to band up and throw like, and it's it's funny because the cards are completely foolish. Like, there's nothing serious about this game at all. Where it becomes a little bit inappropriate for kids is there's a lot of artwork that's really badly suggestive. Um, it's all meant in satire, uh, but not everybody's going to take it that way. So, I mean, have a look at the have a look at the card art before you pick up the game if you're going to. It's not like there's no overt nudity or anything like that or anything really like oh my god I can't believe this is in a board game. But there's lots of stuff where you might not want to. You know, you might just, eh, that's a little bit too much for my kids or my friends or whatever. But I still love the game. It's a good little party game. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say yeah, it. I, I hate Munchkin. Oh, oh I know. That's, honestly, that's also why I wanted to put it on my list because I know Ben hates it. I was I was halfway tempted, like, can I turn Cards Against Humanity into a dungeon crawl game somehow just oh so God. I can get Ben to talk oh, about it? Wow, we would really get. Ben will all hate you. We, 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 we would have really gotten some some credibility uh, questions uh, if, if yeah, we yeah. Cards Against Humanity on this list. I love the tropes. The art style by John Koblick is really fun. Um, the concept of Munchkin is really cool, but where I it loses me is the fact that, like you said, it becomes a game of gang up. Oh, as soon is. as you get close to winning, you are knocked all the way back down to the bottom, and games take forever unless you can like yeah. be super sneaky and like gain yeah. like four levels in a single round. Right. And there's so many different versions of Munchkin now. Like it's just oh like, yeah, there's so at, at least like, ten. Oh, there's Daddy. more than that. There's, there's, there's. I think I've got like at least three upstairs somewhere, you know, that I had from early on. Because I've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Uh, I've got the regular one. I've got. Oh, I've got. I think I've got four different versions. I've got the Pathfinder one. Uh, I've got the uh, Axe I always, one. I want to pick up the Cthulhu one just because I love Cthulhu. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've played hardly any of them to be honest. With you. Have I know you... I have the Ninja Turtle one. Have you played the Munchkin uh, Quest? I think it is board game. That's actually a dungeon crawl, right? That is that is that is a full on three D dungeon crawl. Yeah, really? and the yeah. the one game I saw of it because it's all random, just like regular Munchkin. Uh, a level twenty monster got on one side of the starting tile, and a level eighteen monster got on the other side of the starting <laughs> tile, and the players literally could not progress the game. Oh my god! Oh That's no! Terrible. Failed spectacularly from a mechanic standpoint. <laughs> wow. Amazing. It was wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So Star Wars Imperial Assault, I'm not interested. What? No. Oh. I don't. No. I, no. I bet but your husband the, is. You're the Mandalorian. <laughs> Maybe. What? No. You're the Mandalorian. The, oh, the Mandalorian? <gasps> Why did I never see that before? Oh, that was good, right? I don't know. We could ask Grogu if that's good or not. No. Oh, no. Wow. Thanks, way, to take, way to take wow. Amanda's I side. Man. I appreciate that, Grogu. Uh, no, I'm not interested in the Star in the Star Wars game. And I've actually played Munchkin and like I enjoyed Munchkin for a while. I played that a lot in college. Yeah, I, I played that early it. on too. 
yeah i enjoyed it for a while and then at some point it was just like it it was like i i get it and this doesn't have anything new to offer me like i, I yeah at some point the shine wore off and yeah. i'm just like not really interested that, in playing munchkin yeah. like ever again if you play a lot of munchkin you will eventually reach that point it's yeah. not one of those games where you can just always play it kind of thing no. because you're gonna get to a point where <laughs> it's just meh <laughs> yeah so I, I i had forgotten about munchkin would count as a dungeon crawler uh i had forgotten about that and i did used to play that quite a bit but i just got yeah i got to that point where i'm just like i i don't i don't really care about munchkin anymore <laughs> <laughs> Amanda is now forever a Mandalorian. This is the Thanks, way. <laughs> guys. Thanks. Yeah, we're gonna Thanks, we're gonna Doug. pin that one on Doug. Appreciate it. All right. So we've got we're all the way down to our final suggestions. It is now time for number one. Number one. My number one dungeon crawl board game. Same same kind of vibe as uh, Star Wars Imperial Salt, only this kind of definitely is more in the dungeon crawl theme instead of the space theme with the Star Wars IP. This is Descent Journeys in the Dark, second edition. This is not the, it's not the first, it's not the, the latest uh, Descent game, which I haven't played yet. I still want, I still kind of need to play that. Um, but Descent Journeys in the Dark is is so much fun. Um, the minis are great. Uh, again, this is a game that that's going to require all, kind of a lot of uh, a, a big uh, wallet in order to uh, a bankroll in order to to get it all uh, because there are so many uh, expansions and 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 such. Um, I've played this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you folks. I'm gonna tell folks if if you haven't, we we've done uh, a playthrough. Me, me and my brother uh, did a playthrough of uh, the campaign. Uh, on the show it was super fun um we did it with the app i think that's the best way to play it is with the the app it's it's, it's just a lot of it, it makes it co-op um it has a great progression system everything that i love about star wars this kind of just takes it and makes it a fantasy system i yeah i i don't know i think i think fancy flight is hit hitting out of the park with these app assisted uh games i know mansions of madness is really well done i have not played that yet i'm not a big uh cthulhu type of player that that doesn't really uh jive with me all that much not that i wouldn't play that at a convention that's what's wrong with, with you somebody. Doug. well it's just not something that that, that i get like all that excited about it should not be a something fan of cthulhu madness i know yeah, right literally literal oh. madness literal madness <laughs> descent journeys in the dark i think that is out of print as well i think because they've mm. they've gone on and put in this new uh this new uh descent game which you can only play with the app and i i don't know if i like that all that much just because i've had other app assisted games that uh, you can only play with an app that have gone you know the app goes away and then pretty much the, the game becomes unplayable at that point um so I'm, I'm kind of hesitant on picking up the new Descent game, but I love uh, I love Descent Journeys in the Dark. I think it's it's yeah I I think that's probably the best quote unquote true board game dungeon crawler that that I've played. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think whether you play it solo or co-op or even if you play it with with a dungeon master, I think it's done it's done really really well. Um, and then you have the, you know, the one versus many kind of uh, mechanic. I think it's it's still still really really good. Um, I think once you've 
picked it up once you've played a couple rounds. It's really easy to pick up, and I, I, I just, I just like it. Ben, what do you, what do you think of D- Descent Second Edition? Journeys in the Dark. Have you? Have... I haven't played it. You haven't played it. <laughs> uh, I haven't. It, it was, yeah, it was one of those games that when I really started getting into board games, Descent Second Edition. It had come out and it had already found its audience, and I hadn't really been exposed to it. So I ne- we we both kind of just went on these parallel journeys, uh, and I and I never really ran across it. Wow. Um, so yeah, I I I, I didn't. Um, I'll say yeah, if it, I, it looks good. I, I've looked at the minis. I've sold the minis personally. Um, the, the the game's been uh, or or at least it was uh, a a uh, fairly regularly stocked item uh, for us and for a lot of other stores. But yeah, um, I, I never, never got a chance to play it. Never got a chance to see it played. So well, I probably I should go back and watch the YouTube videos on this channel. Yeah. I mean, there's hours do that. that we play. Yeah. You could do that. Um, if you, if you've played star Wars Imperial assault, then picking up descent, is fairly easy because it, it kind of it uses a lot, a lot of the there's a lot same of kind mechanics. of concepts yeah, yeah. so uh, in that as in that regard it would be really easy to if you've played one you can probably pick up the other pr- pretty easily um but yeah i i think that uh everything that i love about imperial assault i think is done uh just as well with descent and since it kind of fits the whole quote-unquote dungeon crawl theme even more, I think that that uh, and and I played it with my brother. You know, I mean, again, this is kind of an a, 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 an emotional pick because of the fact that you know I got to, we got together for I, I don't know how many weeks every week and we played it and we played a scenario out or two. Some of the scenarios are smaller than others, and and uh, it was just it, it was a lot of fun. I, we had a, had a had a blast uh, playing that, and I would uh, it's probably one of the, one of the the highlights of uh, my gaming lifetime i guess is, is is playing that through with him which was pretty cool so yeah star um descent uh, journeys in the dark second edition if you haven't already played it and you can play it with somebody because you probably can't buy it now because it's out of print uh, definitely uh, try to see if you can play it uh with with a friend or so all right ben you're number one all right so we we we've talked a little bit about all these app assisted board games and honestly i was torn between which one of these app assisted dungeon crawls would make my list and much uh and and even more than that which one would take the the top slot Uh, and in the end i have to give it to the lord of the rings journeys in middle earth uh mostly due to the fact that it's the most recent and it has implemented the app the best in my opinion um the other one that was kind of competing here was mansions of madness second edition which uh, i really really enjoy i am not a big cthulhu fan the 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 cthulhu mythos i i don't care i like horror Ouch. i like uh, I, am, yeah. but, I am physically hurt by that <laughs> but mansions of madness did it so well that I was drawn into it and I bought the game and I played it. I, it's actually a game that I play solo, um, or at least I did play solo quite a bit. And the reason I say I did play solo is because as soon as they announced Journeys into Middle Earth, it it's a theme I love. 
I love Lord of the Rings. I love the Tolkien books. Um, and using that feel and everything brought it to that actual fantasy setting uh, just really puts it over the top for me. I love the fact that it doesn't use dice. It uses a like a modified deck system. I don't want to call it deck building because it's not necessarily deck building, but it's it's along that vein. Um, so you can kind of hedge your bets on 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 your successes and your roles and everything within reason. Obviously, you can't succeed in everything because then it wouldn't be much of a challenge. Uh, but the game is also split into two parts where you have like an overworld adventuring phase where you really kind of lay out the story and the mystery and everything that you're you're adventuring through. And then you have these little tighter, more combat-focused uh, encounters, which are run on a very tight board uh, with a lot of different terrain for you to interact with and everything. These um, characters, both new characters uh, created for this game and existing characters from the Lord of the Rings uh, setting. And it just, it, it's wonderful. It's great. Uh, and I'm sad that the last expansion for it recently came out and there won't be anything new for it. Oh, that's it. Um, there's, there's no more. They, they did say Spreading War was going to be the last one, and then that game would be complete. They did say that they would try to support it by introducing new campaigns that you could download uh, in the app. But as for actual physical components, uh, we've reached the saturation, and everything we have is what we'll have to use going forward. Wow. I wonder. I wonder why the uh, you would think with a license like that you'd want to like just keep turning it out like like they did with the uh, like the Star Wars IP. I think the Lord of the Rings and the Tolkien estate licenses have become a little, um, I don't want to say uh, convoluted, but I think uh, a lot of it is, is kind of mess, messy and tied up mm, with, okay. um, with a lot of different places having different parts and gray areas on what's covered by what. Yeah. So I, I think... Um, I, I think we're seeing a little bit of that uh, and over the next couple of years, maybe... Um, you'll see a little bit of um, slowdown of some of the Lord of the Rings games that are being produced because there's there's a fair amount of games being produced right now using the the the, the license. So, and a lot of those types of license agreements also involve approval from the estate for whatever yeah. you write. And depending yeah. on how difficult the estate is to work with, it might just not be your third time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it might be a nightmare behind the scenes <laughs> and they might just be like you know what we don't need to keep doing this we will make our own similar but legally distinct version <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure, sure. Epic fantasy elf war that's yes. uh, that's one game that, that i have a copy of i have not got it to the table i picked up a used copy really really cheap uh, I think someone on eBay was just kind of blowing it out, and uh, I, I picked it up for like I think it was like twenty bucks, which was crazy, ridiculous um, value. Yeah. So, uh, so I've got a copy of that. I just haven't haven't got a chance to to get it to the table. Actually, I think I've kind of held off on playing it just just in case uh, I got together with Ben and and Ben wanted to play it at some point. But uh, I I mean I keep telling you to come visit me, and you, I know yeah. it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. You know we're all busy. But uh, all right, Jason, your number one is my number two. So I'm excited to talk about this, and I'm, I'm curious as to what you uh, think. So go ahead. Uh, I'll let you set it up. Your number one uh, dungeon crawl board game is Gloomhaven. No. It's the complicated boy on the block. It's If you're going to get into a complicated game, go get Gloomhaven. 
I was going to say go ham, but go get go get Gloomhaven. Um, it's the game to invest in if you want. Like when you get this game, realize that you're going to be playing this game for a while, not in one session necessarily, because the sessions themselves are actually reasonably short. Uh, a couple hours tops, you can play through a, a proper session once you know the rules. Um, but it is an ongoing unfolding campaign that has a little bit of a choose your own path kind of mechanic to it. Um, you're going to get the snot kicked out of you. Uh, it'll happen. And then you go back to town, uh, you lick your wounds, but you don't go back empty handed. You gain a few things along the way to allow you to do better next time. It's designed, uh, to be a difficult game and strategy matters. Um, the, there is an AI component to it, uh, for your opponents on what they do each turn and how they react to your presence and your characters. Um, it, yeah, but yeah, it is a more complicated game. So be prepared to invest a lot of, well, not, I, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it's spreadsheety or anything like that, but it is a more complicated effort. You have to invest some time and some attention into this game. It's not something you can just throw on the table and wander away from. Um, but yeah, um, what you do in each, in each instance, you go back to town, there'll be random events. There will be choices that you make. The choices that you make guide you through the game, which allows you some replayability options later on down the line once you've played through the whole base game. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. You will get very invested in your characters, uh, and the, you end up role-playing unintentionally. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I've played a couple of times now, and you will end up role-playing just because you're sitting at a table with other people who influence the decision-making. So you're trying to convince each other and you're trying to do it basically as your character because you're trying to further your character. Hmm. And there's lots of, um, like there's, I don't want to say there's no uh, betrayal mechanic or anything like that because you can if you want to, but the game is designed to be cooperative effort. So like, you go in, the whole point is to beat up all the bad guys, take all their stuff and wander back home and continue on down the path to unfold the adventure because you basically pick up a quest line and you go A to B to C um, well, sometimes it's A to F to B to three to five right. to five A, <laughs> whatever, but it, it is very rewarding. Um, and also it is available on steam as well. So it if is. you want to play it that way and you can play multiplayer that way, it's a tiny bit awkward to get the second person into the game or the third or the fourth or whatever. Um, but once you do, it works, it works fairly well. Great okay. game though. Uh, Amanda, did you have uh, something? I just, I was looking it up on on board game geek to refresh my memory as to what this game looked like and what well, this is the... not going to be an amanda game <laughs> that's very obvious uh, i can tell you that the, right now <laughs> one of the first pictures in the gallery on board game geek because users upload their own pictures to it is <laughs> a view from like a convention where you have you have this adult man and a small child sitting at a table with this game spread out all in front of them, and the adult man is looking down at it with his face like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and the small <laughs> child is just like staring at the wall with this thousand miles stare. So, <laughs> so here's, here's my hot take on, on Gloomhaven. Uh, Gloomhaven scares the crap out of me. The big box, like, it Oh, yeah. 
it has a ton of content in it. And as yeah. soon as as soon as you unpack, unpack it, getting it all back in that box is scary. Like trying to get it all fit in. You want to buy one of the organizers when you, you buy the game. If if you're gonna spend the over hundred dollars or whatever it is for for Gloomhaven, you want to buy the the organizer. So then that way you can kind of keep it all all organized. The other thing is, if you're playing Gloomhaven, get ready to play like. Get ready for the lifestyle of Gloomhaven, like because that's that's what it is. Like you are gonna keep it out. You have signed yourself up for a part-time job. Exactly. You're gonna have the same, probably the same group of players always playing. Um, It is very much a legacy game. Um, You, the the one thing that the one reason why it doesn't hit my table very often is because you have to. It's one of those games where you have to kind of keep it set out. and if you've got pets well, or kids until you're or done anything, with your scenario, kind of, yeah. You, I mean, you can box it back up after you finish the scenario. Yeah, all you have to do is write down what your character said. Like, but it takes so much time to like load it all back yeah, in and load it all you, out. Like, you are know. not gonna play the whole game in one sitting. No, you're not. You're There's not. There's no but, chance. But to save yourself time, you're gonna have it like like I've some of it actually like, left had out. Customers come into the store and tell me that they lost their dining room table. For any other purpose exactly. until they finish the Gloomhaven campaign, because they're like, once it's out, I'm Absolutely. not putting it away. Just so, sitting on the floor eating spaghetti, so like, we can't. My, here's my hot take. Here is my hot take. If you have not tried Gloomhaven and you're not sure if you want to buy into it or not, go buy Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. Because yes, Jaws of the a, Lion is much smaller. A smaller, a smaller uh, uh, price point, smaller box, much easier to put everything back in the box. And the cool thing about it is, we've talked about these adventure book like games. Jaws of Lion is pretty much an adventure book game because you just like open up the book and that's your map. And then there's also a secondary book that you can add to kind of make a bigger map. But it's so much easier to like set up and everything than it than the actual Gloomhaven game. So if you haven't invested in the lifestyle of gloomhaven and you're not sure if that's <laughs> like i was making it into this like career choice <laughs> it is it is it's basically it's basically a a, a gaming lifestyle if, if you want to, just like like warhammer all those games like you're basically investing your life into into the, those games like this try out jaws of lion jaws of the lion and and see if see if you like it if you don't that's great. Fine. Honestly, you can probably pick up a used copy of Gloomhaven. Um, the only trick with that is a legacy game, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people, when they first buy it, are buying the hype of it and because they think it's awesome, and the box is gigantic. It's huge. Um, it's heavy. A lot of people end up really not doing much with the game once they realize what it is. It is a very, it is a game true. for specific people. It's it's not your beer and pretzels gamer game. It's not. No. It's it asks a lot of your time. Yeah. So that's why that's the only reason why there's only one of these games like that on my list because I don't have that kind of time all the but, time. Like I I couldn't play more than one of these games. So as, it's it's Gloomhaven or nothing. As far as a dungeon crawl though, like you don't get much more dungeon crawly than Gloomhaven. It's yeah. True. I mean, all that, dungeon, all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> well, it's, not true. There's a couple of houses and warehouses. <laughs> I, but like I said, if if you haven't fully committed to Gloomhaven, 
go pick up Jaws the Line because I think it's like forty nine ninety nine retail. Uh, sometimes yeah. you can you can buy it like for even cheaper. Kind of sometimes thing, yeah. it's on yeah. on sale even cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, try it out, see if you like it. I love the fact that you can kind of set it up and take it down a lot easier than than the actual board game, uh, than the actual like main Gloomhaven game. Um, and I think it's compatible too. I think you could take some of the components from from Jaws yeah. Line there's there's, there's some crossover there, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and as uh, P, P4N9 says, Gloomhaven is more of a puzzle as well. Yes, that is true. And that's also why I like uh, Hellboy, the board game, just because uh, the, it's not a typical dungeon crawl. There are some like, kind of like little puzzly things that you have to kind of figure out. So, yes, I think that... Uh, that and, and let's just say, Gloomhaven standees on a lot of their stuff instead of instead of minis there are some minis in it but there's a lot of standees. yeah your characters uh most of your characters are mini well all your characters are minis yeah. um but yeah they use standees to represent a lot of things just because there's <coughs> sorry too much variety um of monster types to have minis for it all if they went minis for this thing it would be i don't know the size of your trunk Oh yeah, it's it's huge. You, I mean, you would need a, you you would need a you would need a trailer to cart the game around. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, not that you don't already. It's a big box. Not, we, it's so, not. Yeah, but it's light. <laughs> it's not a heavy box. It's a pretty heavy box. No, man. it is not. Are we, are we talking about Gloomhaven, right? Yeah. yeah. Because literally, it's twenty-one That's pounds. Some, it's it's a. Pretty it's heavy not box. heavy. Twenty-one pounds. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Hulk, uh, Canada <laughs> Hulk, up there uh, for twenty-one. Pounds I drag around every book in my D and D library. That's way more than twenty-one pounds. <laughs> it's it's funny when we first got Gloomhaven in at the shop. Uh, we ordered like three copies, and we ended up getting three cartons. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, they uh, they they accidentally doubled our order, right? Mm. No, no, they did not. Nope. The one uh, per like case. the one one per case. <laughs> and yeah, I was I was amazed at just how heavy this thing it's, it's a big, this, it's this a big, was. It's it's a big boy. Um P4N9 says uh, Jaws of Line is a pretty great tutorial for Gloomhaven proper as well. Yes, it is. That's exactly another great selling point for, for Jaws of Lion. Uh, and yet the minis are coming. <laughs> at least Isaac is looking at doing them in the future. Mm. That is uh that's crazy. Uh, they do want to do them, yeah. I mean, I, I, when people crazy. when people make a game their career, as Doug is obviously saying, Gloomhaven is. It, it, I'm, you you <laughs> want to go all in. You want minis. Standies will not cut it. That you could get together every week for a year and still not play the whole whole entire game through. If you're terrible at it. Oh, oh you wouldn't play the words. whole entire game through. No, there's no way you would play the whole entire game through. Sure, there is. Every single scenario, everything. No way. Well, you're only going to follow one path. I mean, if you want to be a completionist and do every single quest and follow every single adventure that's branch, I'm, I'm saying that like there are like you could play that game over and over again, and and that's that's one of the reasons why I had it on my list because that there's massive replay value there. Even if even if you pick make the same choices, if just playing different characters demands a lot of different strategies. All right, Amanda, what uh, what do you think of any of? The, uh, you're you're definitely uh, signing up to be a Gloomhaven uh, a player. I, I see that. <laughs> so I've I've played Descent before. It was fine. It was fine. 
it was fine. I wasn't. I, yeah, I, I wasn't too wildly impressed with Descent. Honestly, wasn't, wasn't impressed with Descent. I mean, but again, it's just it's it's not my type of game. Uh, Lord of the Rings: Journeys in Middle Earth. I love Lord of the Rings stuff, but I don't want to play this. No, no, I, I just wow. don't. It's, I, I'm looking at all of the pieces and I'm going, nope. Uh, I sure <laughs> as hell do not want to play Gloomhaven. No. no. I, yeah, I, I, as soon as so I put that on my no, list, I was I like, man does not try in this game. Amanda <laughs> does not want to play that game. Do you know what game I would like to play? Yes. Do you want to well, know what, what I, game I, I would oh, yeah, like to play? This is the bon yeah. the bonus number one? The, the only one that I actually want to play. Yes, let's 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 uh, let's let's hear your our bonus number one from from Amanda. Betrayal at House on the Hill. That's oh what yeah. I play. Yep. Always. That's, there you go. That's the one you want to play always. That's the one I want to play always. I am so stoked about third edition coming out this year sometime? Question mark. But I I am extremely excited about that because I love that game. It is super fun. It is super replayable. I yep. don't know as I've one. ever had a bad game of nice. Betrayal, which I've had bad They have some games weird games, but it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to have a right. bad game of that. I've had bad games of almost every other game I've ever played, but I don't think I've ever had a bad game of Betrayal. I always have a great time with it. Uh, I actually don't own a copy of it just because I normally, like at home, I, I tend not to get anything that, can, that can't run with two players. Mm -hmm. um, but... But at this point, now my kids are getting old enough to actually play it. So now I can actually pick up a copy when third edi edition drops. So and this is I'm... the whole point to having children, folks. <laughs> so that you have enough players. Additional players. <laughs> to play a board game. <laughs> it is important. Not don't don't have kids just for that reason. That's a bad. We don't recommend procreation just for the sake. Yeah, it's a long investment. The long game. Play You're playing the long game. Ha ha. <laughs> no. Um. But yes, that is my one dungeon crawler. I would argue it is a dungeon crawler because mechanically, mm -hmm. if you just yeah. rethemed it to being a dungeon like uh, Ben's pick, yeah. it's still the same. You're game moving moving fine. around room to room in a mansion. Yep. Yep discovering things and and having things happen to you and yeah very good no i think that uh, all of these all, all of these selections I, I would probably uh with the exception of, of munchkin because that's just a ridiculous <laughs> game, but, you know i think all of these selections i would i would definitely play uh with uh you know what my honorable mention would be what, what would your honorable mention be talisman talisman yeah the og the og, the OG uh D and D board game ish kind of thing. Shut them down, Doug. Shut them down. Yeah, I think on that note, we're going to call it an episode. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed this uh, this uh, show, uh, please hit the like button down below. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, I, I thought it was a lot of fun, and, and uh, based on the, the uh, episode that we did last week, uh, I thought that this would be a good follow up uh, episode as well. Uh, also, if you're tuning in for the first time and you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you as part of our uh, community here on YouTube and, and uh, wherever you're watching us. So we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I want to thank Ben, Jason, Amanda for uh, being a part of this uh, session. And uh, we will see you all next week. It was chaotic, but it was so good. We'll see you next time.
thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. Munchkin. What the heck? <laughs> 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 I, I would be down to play Munchkin with people if we put a time limit on the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like playing Monopoly yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I could that's see that true. working. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to play this for 40 minutes. And whoever's right. the highest level at the end, they're the winner. Yeah. That, that would introduce a different kind of like strategic element to it. Absolutely. Too. You yeah. Because you're, you're playing against the clock then. Yeah. Right. I. I don't think I've ever played because they've got a deluxe version of Munchkin, which I think I have, which mm -hmm. comes with a board and everything. But there's like it, an actual. It's literally display. just a board to keep track of the player levels. Yeah, that's yeah. all the deluxe yeah. adds. Silliness. Yeah, silliness. I mean, that's the whole Munchkin. the whole point of the game. Yeah, so. <laughs> silliness. <laughs> I, I haven't played Munchkin in so many years. Yeah, right. dust off the, the. I have to like dust off my copies. Up, up. It is definitely like them. you said, one of those games where you're gonna. You, it's like, it's like when you pull out the the oldest board game you've got, the one you played the most. You know all the cards, you know all the rules, you know all the moves, you know all the strategies, and it, as cool as it was to learn all of that, once you know it, it kind of, like you're just done with that game. Yeah, you know, and that's not a bad thing. You got a lot of enjoyment out of it, but yeah, Cutthroat Caverns has that Munchkin vibe, but it hits my table more often. I don't think Cutthroat Caverns is great. Is it especially if you don't want friends at the end of the night? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I I like this is a great good for burning bridges. I love a good take that game, and Cutthroat Caverns mm, is really good. I don't really like yeah. take that games. Too many, too many feelings. You know what? Too many feelings. Too many feelings get uh, get uh, offended in, in that uh, in those in those types of games. Probably um, why I like Fire Tower, and you didn't. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, uh, oh, they gang up on me. Yeah, no, that's 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 exactly what happened. So this is this these are the games. This is why I don't play these games with anybody because like we actually ignored you for about half of that. No, game, you did specifically not. because you were whining that we were gonna. Gang I up never on whined it. Oh, he went in going in saying you're just gonna gang up on well, yeah, me. Because we because just they, ignored him for like half the game. Because I'll tell you what, I played that game with uh, John Marin and. Uh, and Simeon at uh, what was it, Dragon Con? No, not Dragon Con. It was at Origins. We played it after hours, and that's exactly what they did. They immediately ganged up on me. That's and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I get it. That's that's. But then, like, I it's a sign with, of respect. They think you're a threat. Ben <laughs> and Tony and Amanda and we all sit down and right off the bat, like two 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 like moves in, like oh, let's just go after Doug. That is not what happened. Exactly what happened. I, I also happen to remember, I was the one that got knocked out first, not because of anything Tony did, not because of anything Amanda did, but because you... I mean, my you, options were pretty limited. I, I only had... I mean, they were, but... I mean, I couldn't... So. <laughs> Fire Tower is a fun game, by the way. By Runaway and now we know why people gang up on Doug. <laughs> If if you haven't uh, haven't checked out Fire Tower, you should definitely 
check it out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, if Fire Tower is a great game, yeah. If you haven't, uh, uh, I don't know if it's in distribution or not, but I know they sell a ton of copies at conventions. I get it direct. Do you get direct from there? I don't think they're in distribution yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. King of Tokyo. That's a fun game. See, I like King of Tokyo. Like, I, I don't mind that. The new edition zombie, zombie. of King of Tokyo. What is what is what's the new edition with the isn't black? King new, Tokyo dark. Dark. That's what it is. I actually like that version better than I like the uh, like the original version because I, I like the the new powers of, of everything. Um, yeah, yeah. We played that. What did we play that last Gamma Expo that happened in person, right, Ben? Gamma Expo, yeah. Which, by the way, we're headed to Gamma Expo here in, in uh, a couple weeks. Excited. Planes, notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get uh, get on our flights and get all the way over there. And maybe this fine. time, don't don't book through that other company again, Doug. That no, sounded like no. A this is thing. I'm flying through Delta this time. Yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing: like they have to fly me all the way to California and then back over to Reno. Is that how your yeah. flight is going, Dan and Ben? Yeah, yeah I'm I'm going. Uh, I actually have two layovers there and one layover coming home. But yeah, I right. so I think I we're think on the same flight coming home. Yeah, layovers on trains? No, I'm taking the plane for this one. We gotta go across the state. Uh, I think I'm going to um, Newark, and then from Newark to LAX, and then from LAX into into Reno. So, uh, I've, yeah. I've been to that airport. That that or the airport in Newark's terrible. <laughs> I've never had a problem there. Well, Knock on we actually our our problem was we didn't know where to go because there was a lot of new construction, uh, so we ended up we ended up wandering like halfway across the freaking airport through all these parking lots that were like barely constructed. You know they they didn't some of them didn't even have lines on them. There's like oh dirt ditches everywhere, and we're just we see a terminal in the distance, and we're just walking towards it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. It was um, very weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget. I'll have to take a look at my my uh, flights for getting out there. But uh, it's well, you're, you're on traveling different days than me, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm coming in on Monday. You're coming in on what Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. So, what are you on. gonna do with yourself for two whole days without Doug? I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> ah. He's gonna go oh, to the Blackbeard. He's gonna go to the Black Bear Diner and get milkshakes. I am, I am gonna go to the Black Bear Diner and get a milkshake. <laughs> we, we gotta go get milkshakes though at Black Bear Diner. That was good. This is a thing. Yeah, this is a thing. What? We, we, we actually like the convention is just on, a like, mask. <laughs> what, what happened was that day? Wasn't it that one day where like we bailed on something and we went to the Black Bear Diner? There, there was some. I was like, I could go to this seminar, and it was some publisher. That was doing something, but like I didn't really care. And you're like, I really want a milkshake. I'm like, let's go get milkshakes. And we just, <laughs> we just left left the, the, the trade show. Like, okay, bye, milkshake time. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see what uh, called having your priorities in order. That's right. Milkshakes uh, are definitely a high priority. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what's still uh, surviving uh, out there mm -hmm. since uh, since we were out there last because. I have a feeling that there's probably some at restaurants that are not uh, not uh, running. Yeah. And if it's anything like it is around here and like it was at Gen Con, Gen Con had a lot of uh, empty. Gen Con had a lot of casualties. Yeah. Uh, Which is unfortunate. In terms of restaurants and, and surrounding businesses. So, but, so. 
that yeah. entire city is based upon tourism and when you can't do that that's uh that's, that's a tough place to be in it's tough it's tough but I think it's the last year that they're at the the Pepper Mill this year, right? Isn't it, it's going to change venues next it's year? Going back to Vegas next year. Is it going or back no, to Vegas? No, it's not no, going no, back no, to no. Vegas. It's going to Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are we going to Kentucky? That's I very to random. Because it's Kentucky. Because there's a big, uh, big convention area down there that apparently is partly owned by someone who's big in the board game industry. No, oh, interesting. I think. I think. Okay. Whatever I think don't call me on that. We're still live, right? Oh no, I've said too much. <laughs> oh, the men in black are coming for you. Oh well. I think that's probably Oh well, it. that's bad. That's oh well. <laughs> oh well. Some no. suited man just grabs Ben and drags him out of his right. chair and ben Doug's like, just, oh wow, that sucks. Oh, well. Whatever. Okay. Just <laughs> Uh, yeah, if if anybody is still watching and uh, you, you have a uh, dungeon crawl game that you'd like us to check out, to let us know in the yeah, in chuck the it in the comments. We'll check them out. We'd we'd love to mm-hmm. love to check it out. P four and nine says uh, if you like to send two, may want to check out Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, I've looked at that one quite a few times. Uh, I, it's uh, quite. There's uh, no shortage of them. That's for sure. No, 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 no. Oh my God, Ben's awake. It's fine. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching this far. Thank you so much. We do the show for you. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you next week.